It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. Yeah, and I see, you know, you started with the team in 2017. You were around at the inception of, of, of Lynch and Shanahan. And what, what were your, some of your favorite memories from covering the team those years? Uh, <laughs> I feel like those years were a massive roller coaster. I think that's the best way to put it because I think we all remember that 2017 season. You have Brian Hoyer at the helm. Uh, that's when they brought in the seven free agents. And you're like, all right, you know, things are going to get going. And what, what was the record? It was like, what, two wins, four wins? It was, it was a terrible year. Um, but I think coming off of that year was probably one of my favorite memories. And that was once the team did that trade with New England to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. And the reason, mm-hmm. because I had, from my time covering several franchises and teams, the way that locker room really came together at that end of the year, when it was that streak of they beat the Jags, they beat the Texans. And it, it was kind of like playing spoiler at that point at the latter yes. half of the year. And a lot of that was what Jimmy brought to the team. So seeing the way I just even remember in the locker room during exit interviews, uh, talking to some of the guys, guys that were free agents, the upcoming season or that coming off season. And they were like, I want to be back. This is where I want to be. I want to be back with this team. And just seeing just how the team was the excitement for the following year. Uh, that was really, really exciting to see. And then obviously we know what happened the following year and the injury and that one being, you know, so much expectation surrounding the team and, you know, performing not quite up to what I think everyone thought the team would do, but then you kind of follow up on that. Well, because of that injury to Jimmy Garoppolo, that's what opened the door to getting a guy like Nick Bosa and what he's been right. to the defense. So it's like moments like that uh, really stick out about, you know, just special moments that I got to experience. And then, of course, I'm talking about some of the lowest of the lows, but then I got to talk about the highest of the high. My favorite experience, obviously, was going to the Super Bowl down in Miami. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember sitting in the press box as as we're entering that fourth quarter and I'm like this is it like if they can hold on to this we're going to the like and it's just kind of like the reality setting in and I remember after that game and going to the press conferences and you know writing articles just kind of sitting at home and I'm just wired I'm like wait did this really just happen you know it's almost just the surrealness of of everything that transpired and then being out there in Miami you know and, and literally being a half a quarter away from being Super Bowl champs. You know, I remember every moment of being in that press box. And I think that's probably one of the greatest memories. And, and even after, and I've talked to um, Jed York about it, you know, that was really, really crushing after that game to be so close and, you know, everything to transpire the way it did. But I remember Jed was one of the first people that I saw after the game. And he, he saw it on my face. Like I, it was like somebody like sold my dog. Like it was, it was, yeah. and you know, he came over and gave me a hug and he's like, it's going to be okay. He's like, they'll be back. And I was like, he's right. It's okay. So you see, so that's, that's interesting about Jed. So you literally see the owner after they lost the Super Bowl, he comes up and gives you a hug. One of the, like, first- that's, that's pretty cool of him to do, you know? And I told him about, he, he, he I don't know if he really remembered because I'm sure he doesn't remember all these little interactions, yeah. but I, and one of the last times I saw him uh, before I moved to the East Coast for MLB Network, I told him, I was like, one thing that really stood out was after that game, 
And I was like, you saw how I looked and you came over to hug me because you knew how down I was. And he was like, wow. He's like, well, he's like, I don't really remember, buddy. And I was like, no, but I just appreciate that. You know, I, I don't, I'm not yeah. from many other owners and, and their relationships with employees, but the fact that, you know, he went out of his way to, you know, make sure I was okay. That was big. That was really big. Yeah, Kiana, I think you have a, a pretty unique uh, background with this team in that, you know, we've had guys like Mayoko and Barrows, right? They cover the team, but you are you were an actual team employee. And it feels like there might have been even a little bit more, I guess, behind the scenes uh, interactions that you had, uh, especially with guys like Jed York, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch. Uh, is there anything like anything that you can remember you want to share about either Shanahan or Lynch, what it is that that you think makes them so work so well together or something that maybe we don't really understand about Kyle Shanahan that that as fans, you know, we see him one way, but in the you know, in, in the facility, he's another way, uh, because like I said, you know, it's not often that we get to talk to somebody who has that kind of uh, that kind of background, if you will. Yeah. You know, here's a fun fact that I don't think a lot of people know, like the entire time I was there from the day that I started to the day that I left, I've been pretty like terrified of Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fair. He, he's business and, and that's what it is. It's football, none of the extracurricular. So I would always kind of go like out of my way to make sure I avoid him. Um <laughs> But a funny interact. I've had a few interesting interactions with Kyle, but I think the one of the most memorable was actually when I was leaving, and uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know if the news got to him because I kind of kept everything under wraps. I didn't want anything to be a big distraction or anything. But I saw him at an event, and I was like, "Hey, just wanted to see if you heard the news." He's like, "Yeah, that you're leaving," and I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, well, baseball sucks." <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, that's I, awesome. I expect nothing less. But you know what? From doing, you know, I did a couple of sit downs with him and, and got to be traveling with him and being on the road with him. I, I really feel like, and this isn't just saying the, you know, PR answer, but culture is just such a word that comes to mind when I think about Kyle and John. Um, from, Obviously, when I got there, that was their first year. But even talking to some of the veterans that were there that were still on the roster, they were talking about just it's so different. It's so different. Players want to be here. Players want to play for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch being so I, I know there's like I saw something on. Um, well, obviously, it was after the uh, Eagles game. And an Eagles fan commented like, oh, wow, their GM comes to the field after the when the team's like about to win. Blah, blah. And it's like, no, he does that after everyone. Like I, this I man, know. I don't know how he sprints from the press box at Levi's in like 30 seconds or less to get to the sideline. But I feel like players love playing for both Kyle and being there with John. They're very personable guys. Um I know like it, it from what I've experienced, it's like an open door policy. The guys can come in and talk to John. They can come in and talk to Kyle. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that I really admire about them and what they have brought uh, to the organization. It's been really, really fun to watch. And they're honestly really, really great guys. I know if I needed anything, I know that John would be right there to answer the call. And I think that's really, really special to be able to have somebody like that in your corner.
Very cool. Yeah, they, they totally changed the culture around in the organization. And it's amazing what they did. I have to ask you, so you're a team in play for all these years. Now I got to have you kind of put your fan hat on afterwards. And, and just what's happened in the last couple of years with Brock Purdy has just been an amazing story. So you're there. You talked about when they brought in Jimmy and there was all that excitement. There was a ton of success. There was a ton of success with Garoppolo. They decide to kind of move on with Lance and it's Jimmy versus Trey and all this other stuff. And then boom, out of nowhere comes a seventh round pick who turns out to be an MVP candidate. And we're talking about a franchise quarterback for the next 10, 15 years. Just what are you with your fan hat on? You're watching this from afar now. You're not there anymore. What were your thoughts on Purdy? What are your thoughts on the story? I like I, I is what's the statistic of the last pick in the draft to let's say even play beyond let's say two seasons in the mm-hmm. NFL. It's been mind blowing to watch him. And I think what's really special about him, and I don't want anything to ever be a knock on any quarterbacks that have come before him, but I think it's he is kind of what Kyle has envisioned for the quarterback role. I know we yeah. think a lot about there was times people were tying Kirk Cousins to come reuniting with Kyle Shanahan. But I think Brock is able to – he can read the defense. He doesn't make the same mistake twice. He'll learn from whatever mistake it is going on. And he's able to extend plays with his feet. And I don't mean like he's not your Lamar Jackson that's going to sit here and duck and dodge and, you know, go 30 yards down the field. But what well, it was that that's cross body or cross field play that we saw just a couple of weeks ago, like the ability to do that and extend plays and for the most part, not put your team in, you know, a jeopardizing situation. I think that is what makes him exactly what Kyle wants. He knows this playbook. Kyle has opened the playbook for him. And now as a fan, it's exciting to see. It's exciting for numerous reasons. One, because you think about the money and how much this team has had to shell out. But the fact that you have this seventh round or this last pick in the draft, essentially what you're saving, looking at that quarterback position, I think that's exciting, one, as a fan. But secondly, just what he's brought to this team. I feel like as a fan, I'm comfortable. I don't get nervous. I'm not like, you know, gasping for air, you know, once the ball is snapped. I feel like as a fan, I can trust Brock under center. And that's been kind of like a good relief, especially considering, you know, this team has gotten close so many years. And I know some people might say it's quarterback play or it could be something else, but I feel like Brock could be that missing piece to finally win a Super Bowl. That's the hope. (laughs) That's the hope. hope. You know, it's any. Sunday, every the records are zero zero. You know, playoff football is vastly different. I feel like than regular season football. Um, but you know, I I feel very confident in just the pieces that this team has. I think the only thing that this team needs to really worry about is health. Health will be yeah. the biggest you know determinant of how far this team can make it. Agreed. Yeah, stay healthy and just don't beat yourself are the two things with them. And I, I think they can they can go all the way this year. Yeah. So, Key, before we let you go, the last thing I guess I want to ask you is, you know, you're there all those years and fans always want to know what their favorite players are like, right? You know, what are these guys like? He seems like a great guy. Who, who are just some of your favorite people to interview or just some, some guys that just made you feel really comfortable? You know, it's funny you ask this. I talked to um, – the current team reporter, Lindsey Corrales, and we we were talking in the press box at the Commanders game. I went out to D.C. since it's closer oh, to nice. me. 
And, you know, we were talking about, I was like, hey, who, who are some of your favorite guys to interview? And, and you know, she was going through her list and she asked me and I'm like, gosh, this is such a, a different roster than what it was two years ago. But, you know, I, I dig back and I look at the guys like Jimmy Ward, always a, a, a good character, a, a positive player, a fun player. Um, that was always great to cover. Uh, you look at guys like Trent Williams, who I feel like has so much insight, that veteran wisdom and knowledge, and also the swag that he brings. He's always been fantastic. Everyone loves George Kittle because George is always going to be George. I, I, from from the, I remember his very first interview following the draft. He came into our studios, and I did a sit-down interview with him, and I'm just like, this kid's fun. This kid's a lot of fun, and he's yeah. always in that same way watching guys like Dre Greenlaw continue to take steps forward he's been a fantastic guy to cover um a fantastic personality I feel like I'm like leaving out some really good characters that are on the in the locker room uh hold on I'm going I'm going through mentally <laughs> going through in your head um uh well, there's just Fred. so many great you know Fred. so many guys that Fred is just so, he's so just brilliant. He, the That's way what I was going to say. I was going to bring up the team leaders like him. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He, he's fantastic. Um, and then I, I also got to put in that when you're the team reporter, you also really appreciate the guys that are down to like help you out with an interview. Like, sure. Yeah. You, you have a couple questions. Let's do it. And yeah. I can say, um, as it goes back to the term culture, um, I can say my first year there, my first year and a half, you know, there were still some of those guys that maybe weren't, the best of like maybe locker room personalities. Um, but I feel like, and it goes back to Kyle and John and credit to them. They were able to kind of weed out some of those, maybe, I don't want to call them bad apples or anything, but mm -hmm. weed out some of those people that weren't the greatest uh, teammates. Weren't a good fit. Yeah. And, and honestly, I can say from when I left back in 2021, it was a fantastic locker room. Everyone was great. Um, it, it's a really great, great locker room. And I'm sure it's gotten even better with some of these new additions that the team has. Another name I can throw out, I remember John asking me about him after the draft 2020. I can't remember. But when um, Jawan Jennings was drafted, yeah. Yeah. I remember after the draft, I do an interview with John Lynch. And he was just like, hey, so what do you think of the guys? And I was like, I, I know that you guys really care about the performance on the field and that product. I was like, but these are some really great kids. There's some really, really great kids. Jawan being one of them. Um, so Huff, Talanoa Hufanga, can't wait to see him back on the field next year. Yeah. That's another just fantastic person, just a good person, mm -hmm. a great football player. Uh, they have, they're really, really lucky to have a great group of guys. In that yeah. Huff, Huff was a gold helmet guy for them. So it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Kiana, thanks so much for the time. Continued success. I'm happy for you. Good to talk to you again. Thank you. Thank you. And hopefully I can make my way out since, you know, the path to Vegas goes through Levi. So we're knocking on some woods somewhere that I can make my way back out west sometime soon. <laughs> thanks there so we much, go. Kiana. Thanks, Kiana. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Bye-bye.